Hi, welcome back to the Quality Cut Life Podcast. My name is Imani, and here we talk about how to live a better quality of life for young adults, how to make your own decisions, and how to create the life that you want to live instead of letting other people tell you how to live. All right, so before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about joining the free Zoom call on Monday so we can talk more about things like this and how to get to your goals and work and what maybe the blocks are and helping you guys work through it. And I would love to just chat with you guys. It's 30 minutes on Monday from 6.30 to 7. So if you would love to or interested in joining a call with me so we can just kind of chat and hang out for 30 minutes, that would be cool. Go to qualitycuplife.com and scroll down on the homepage and click the button that says join our free Zoom call. You just enter in your name and like your email address and your phone number so that way you can get text reminders for it. And then the Zoom link, of course, will be sent to you. But all right, thanks, and let's get into the show. All right, y'all, what's up? It's Imani from Quality Cup Life. And for this podcast, I want to talk about (laughs) Spider-Man. So I just watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I didn't really know what to expect, but it was a lot. There was a lot, it was a lot more layered than I expected it to be, and it was, it was pretty good. I had been hearing for a while that it was good, and then I was, me and my, my cousin was like, man, we gotta watch it, we gotta watch it, it's good, it's good. So, I watched it with her, and I'm doing another sort of reaction on what I got from, like, life lessons from what I got from the movie, okay? So, and also, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, just just saying, if you haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back and watch this. Or you can watch it and just, you'll just know what's going on. Okay. And these are in absolutely no particular order, so just stay to the end and listen or watch to the end, okay? So, the first thing that I kind of, I made a list. And so the first thing on my list that I learned from watching the Spider-Man movie is that extraordinary things can happen to just ordinary people, whether that be on purpose or by accident. So what happens with Miles, his, the Spider-Man in this movie, the kid's name is Miles. Miles, it happened completely by accident. He was not trying to be Spider-Man. He was just trying to get through life and make it as a, a middle schooler, I think, or high school, something like that. He was just trying to make it through, and he just happened to get bitten by a radioactive spider. And and so with that, don't think that just because you feel like your life is boring or mundane, don't think that you can't experience great things in life. You doesn't That doesn't mean that you aren't great or you don't have some type of greatness in you just because you feel like your life is boring or, or too normal. And so I thought that was a pretty good lesson um, because I know some people like that who just think that there's nothing special about them or their life or what they have in them. And so that's pretty sad to me, but, but yeah, I thought about that. And then another cool thing I was thinking was that at the beginning of the movie, Miles Morales, he feels like super alone, super alone and um, his, his parents have him going to this like private school outside of his neighborhood, right? And so he lives in, I think, Brooklyn. 
And so around his neighborhood, when he's on the way to school, he's like, hey, man, what's up? And they're like, oh, what's up, Miles? And he's dapping everybody up, and he's cool with everybody in the neighborhood. But when he goes across town and he tries to do the same thing, nobody pays him any attention. Nobody says hey to him. Like, he's just super isolated, and he feels, like, alone and everything like that. And then, and then once he gets, you know, bitten by the spider and everything, he learns that with the gang, he learns that, oh, I'm not as alone as I thought I was, and I'm never alone, even though in the moment, like, you might be technically by yourself, but just know that your struggle is not just your own. There's plenty of other people who are going through, if not the exact same thing, very similar things as you. So just don't feel, don't feel so alone, and don't let that to kind of let you sink, you know, deeper into the hole of despair. <laughs> Okay, and then so the third thing I thought about when watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is that you, it is very important to cherish the people that you have in your life, especially the ones that do love and support you and support your dreams and your goals because you never know how long you have them. You don't know how long anybody has on this earth, but you don't know how long you have those people, so don't take them for granted. Appreciate their appreciation and their support because, you, you, yeah, you, you never know how long you have them. And in this movie, his uncle was the one that supported his art because he wanted to be an artist and he knew how to, like, um, do graffiti very well and things like that. So and his uncle was like, all right, yeah, he was, like, supportive in that, whereas his parents didn't really think it was, I guess, an avenue to a career or whatever. And so, yeah, he, Miles kind of felt like his uncle was the only person he could lean on and, and, and stuff like that. So you got somebody like that, hold on to him and cherish him. I'm looking for my phone, it's right here. <laughs> okay. Okay, the fourth thing is that from, at least from what I've seen, on the path to success, everybody loses somebody and and I think it's a good idea to do what Miles did in the movie or what I think Miles did in the movie was to use their memory to push them forward instead of using their memory to sink into a deep dark black hole of depression and um, just turn your light off you don't want to turn your use that use somebody the loss of somebody as a reason to turn your light off and go dark. You know, you want to use that to keep your light shining and shine brighter, if that makes sense. And I'm so glad he did that because if he didn't, then shoot, it would have been multiple, possibly multiple um, universes that would have gotten destroyed had he not decided to do that. And then the people in the other Spidey people, they, need, they actually needed his help. They didn't know that they needed his help, but they needed his help. And he would have never been able to help them had he decided to, you know, spiral. The fifth, I think it's the fifth thing. The fifth thing that I got from it is, is don't be surprised when you find out that your arch enemy or your opposition or what people say the ops, don't be surprised if the ops is somebody who is close to you. And it'll... And, you know, the crazy thing about your ops being somebody close to you is that, like, that'll really throw you off your game. And 
it's 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 crazy. It's crazy how uh, what's the what's the the phrase? Keep your keep your enemies close and your friends closer, or or something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. But just don't be surprised by that. Don't don't be side eyed everybody and be suspicious of everybody. But just keep your eyes peeled. You just don't be surprised and just know that sometimes things like that happen. And it's unfortunate, but you still got to keep going. So, so yeah, or kind of like the last podcast episode, and I was talking about unsupportive people. Sometimes those unsupportive people are under your own roof, or they're your parents or your friends, supposed to be your best friends or your family or whatever. You never know. So just, just be aware of that. And when you're aware of it, you're you, at least you can kind of prepare and know what's up. Whereas when you something just completely takes you by surprise, that's kind of a lot harder to get over so okay so the fifth is it fifth something something like that the the next thing that i listed that i learned from spider-man into the spider-verse is that when you start to become extraordinary and when you really lean into it you start to link up with people just like you and that are also leaning into that as well, leaning into the uh, the extraordinary, leaning into success, leaning into purpose. You start to link up with those same people, and the people who aren't on that kind of get faded into the background, which is usually a good thing because then you can just start to go up and up, and you get better and better. Whereas when you stay with people who are just on a lower level, you you know you you just stay there usually I mean it's hard to get go up when you're with people who can't who can only take you but so far who can only understand you up to a certain point up to a certain level so I thought that was dope and I see that everywhere so that is so that is so so true man kids animations just animations in general have the sauce if you pay attention I'm trying to tell you (laughs) okay the next thing the next thing is that Although sometimes we feel alone or we're physically by ourselves a lot, although it's uncomfortable for for some experiences and some people, it usually kind of breeds a certain, it usually breeds growth and you get to learn a lot more about yourself. You don't, you're not as distracted by all the, the circus that's going around or all the people um, you pay attention to things more, and then you have a chance to like develop your gifts and your strengths and your path more because you don't have all the distractions and the friends and the events you got to go to and you got to be aware and we're and um, cosh, uh, conscience uh, or con- is it conscious aware of this person's feelings and that person's feelings or what this person wants, that person wants. All you need to do is focus on yourself when you're alone. And so that just helps you to develop so much quicker than having a bunch of other people's drama or whatever going on around you. And then also you have more room for failure and you don't have to feel like you have to make it look a certain way because there's nobody paying attention to you. So you can fail and look as dumb as you want to look because nobody's paying attention to you. So you have more boldness, typically, about you and what you do because you're not trying to impress anybody because nobody's looking for you and nobody's checking for you, nobody cares. So 
you kind of have you can use that time to really develop and uh, okay so the next thing I thought was really cool about the movie that I learned or that I was kind of reminded by personal development wise was that when you're freshly developing something like Miles he was he got of course bit by the radioactive spider and he was learning how to like stick and unstick to buildings and ceilings and things and he like discovered he had two new superpowers that you know of course it took time for him to develop over time and throughout the movie the cool thing is is that once you learn how to do it the right way because Peter Parker was like his mentor sort of and kind of showing him some of the ropes and some of the other Spidey people as well but once he got better at the end of the movie he was able to put his own spin on things and how he wanted to do things and not just powers wise but also the suit <laughs> because um, the way he rocked the suit was like somebody made it right after you know the original Peter Parker suit but at the end he put his own spin to it he had like the J's on and he made the suit black and like all kind of like just just put his own spin on things but sometimes you know at the beginning you, it's not the time to put your own spin on things the time is to learn the basics and um, in when I was in school for graphic design there was a, a um, acronym KISS keep it simple stupid <laughs> and um, you just keep things real simple and basic while you're in the beginning stages and while you're learning um, and then you know another another thing my professors used to tell used to tell us was you learn the rules so you can learn how to break them and that's the same thing with photography film anything you learn the proper way to do things so that way you have the foundational you know principles down so that way later you can you can see how and when it's appropriate for you to manipulate them so Kind of like lawyers, they learn the laws, and then later on they learn how to get through the loopholes, but that's the only way you can do loopholes, and you can see the loopholes is if you learn the laws. So it's kind of like that. Hope that's a, a helpful analogy. Another cool thing was, man, Aunt May was so dope. <laughs> Peter's mom, I mean not mom, Aunt May, she was so great, and she was so dope, and she was so smart, and you know how it most like, Spider-Man movies, Aunt May is just kind of like background character, like you don't really know much about Aunt May, you just know she's the sweet older aunt who's, you know, so really supportive of Peter and everything. And I from this movie, I I learned that greatness is sometimes hidden in plain sight <laughs> because when after um after Peter died, Peter Parker died in the movie, all the spider people went to Aunt May to see if Aunt May could um, help them. And at first, they didn't want to go to her because they're like, man, she's grieving. I don't really want to bother her. And then when they got there and they knocked on the door, she was like, yo, what's good? I've been waiting on y'all. And they were like, what? <laughs> and then uh, also, she had the freaking, she had the Jimmy Neutron shed in the back. Like, y'all remember Jimmy Neutron where you go in the, sh it looks like an ordinary shed. And they had like freaking facial or eye recognition or hair. I think Jimmy had the hair recognition thing. She got in the thing and it was a whole underground like that cave type of thing. 
and it had all of Spider-Man's suits and gadgets and cars and all kind of, it was literally like a Batcave, but for Spider-Man. And it was literally, everybody knew who Aunt May was, everybody knew where her house was, everybody could see the shed, all of that, but nobody knew how gangster Aunt May was and how, how like, she had all the juice, she had all the weapons, she had everything, but nobody knew because she was, it was hidden in plain sight. So even the villains didn't even think to go and destroy or try Aunt May. They didn't, they didn't think to do that. They just left the little old lady alone, but she had something for them though. So I thought that was like really, really dope. And then the next thing that I thought was really cool that I got from the Spider-Man movie was that the little piggy version of Spider-Man, he, I think it was the scene where Miles went back to his like dorm room or whatever and he was super upset and all the spider people came back to his, found him at his dorm and he was really upset and the piggy guy said something really deep. He said, the hardest part is you can't save everyone, kid. And I was just like, yo, that's a word. I was like, that's a whole word. And that's, that's so true, whether it could be um, death or it could be um, you're, you're growing and you're getting better and you're going to another level and you want to take people with you. You can't always do that. Sometimes people want to stay where they are or they don't want to change or they don't want to level up their actions or behaviors or habits. But they want a piece of your um, success or money or whatever. And, or sometimes people have, you know, those, those people who have kids who, um, who start to make bad decisions and you, you do this to help them and that to help them, but they always end up back in trouble or they always need something else because they didn't, you know, get it together. You can't save everybody. That's like, that's so true. That's so true. You can't put the responsibility on yourself or everybody. The main person you have responsibility for is you. And even if you have kids, you're responsible for them, but you can't control their actions. They, they decide what they're gonna do either way. So, so the next thing, I thought this was kind of funny, but so for most of the movie, after, of course, after Miles realized, oh, I have spider powers now, my man had on the knockoff Spider-Man suit it had like the back cut out. It wasn't even a full suit. It was just a mess. It looked so bootleg. <laughs> and I was thinking, I thought it was funny at first, but then I started thinking, I was like, sometimes I was thinking like how so true that is, or like sometimes you have to start off with bootleg like equipment or bootleg like, um, like sometimes, for example, sometimes people shoot their YouTube videos, they might start off with a cell phone and then they upgrade, or if you're into film like me, you might start off with your cell phone making videos and then you upgrade to a, um, a DSLR camera and then you go from that to a full frame camera and then you go from like, like a really short cheap lens, like the Nifty 50, and then you go up to like a full like prime lens or whatever. Sometimes you have to start somewhere, but just because your suit or your equipment or your whatever it is that you have isn't top-notch, isn't level, that doesn't give you an excuse to not do what you need to do and go after it anyway. So I thought that was like a super cool, super keen lesson. And it was kind of funny too to see, see him in the bootleg suit. 
And then the last thing that I thought was really cool, it was still in the same scene where um, where all the Spotty gang, the Spotty gang met Miles in his dorm room, and they were and uh, Peter Parker was like, you know, you're not ready, kid. I need you to stay here. I'm gonna save the people, and I'm, I'm gonna be the reason why everybody goes home. And I'll just, you know, sacrifice myself. And, and uh, Miles Morales, he was like, no, I want to help. You guys need me. You need to go home, too. And he kind of was like, nah, man. So he kind of, you know, tied him in a chair, sort of. And Miles was like, well, how do I know when I'm ready? And he was like, you don't, kid. It's a leap of faith. And I was just like, yo, that is so true. Like, you never know, you're never gonna be fully ready. You just have to, yeah, you just have to leap and kind of figure it out on the way down. That's like for everything, really. You, you, even if you do prepare like crazy, you're never gonna be prepared for everything. You know how like first time moms, they, they like read the baby books and they watch all the videos and they, you know, learn how the process of birth is supposed to go and what happens when you do this and this and that, but like, Nothing prepares you fully for being in the experience of having a kid or even after the birth, birthing process. Your kid isn't probably going to be the stereotypical kid that you read about in the baby books. Like your, your kid might be on some other stuff. Like you just, you just don't, you won't really know until you experience it. And that's one of the cool things that I learned from uh, Mel Robbins when I took her um, building self-confidence online course and also Peter Voog, I think Six Months to Six Figures, both of them were talking about how, well, Peter was talking about how you don't know something until you experience it. You don't, just because you know something intellectually doesn't mean that you actually know it. You know it when you experience and you walk through it. And then Mel was talking about how, Mel was talking about how you gain confidence by doing stuff over and over. Even if you do something and you're not good at it and you fail, you get better and better and you build more confidence once you do it over and over again until you learn how to get it right. And so I thought that was like really, really cool. Cause that's for everything. You don't know what you're gonna get yourself into or you might be kind of aware, but you don't know how the experience is gonna go for you. And Man, it's, that was a whole word. And I was just like, yo, this is real. Man, nobody can tell me that animations are for kids, man. They they have all of the lessons in it that a kid, it'll go, but it's like, you want some adult, some grown stuff, and you like, like working on yourself and you're trying to get your life together, man. The animations have it for you. They have that juice for you, so. Let me know if there's anything, some things I may have missed. I went, most of this came off of just my memory. I watched it like two days ago, so I don't know if this is all right. And if you, tell, let me know also if you liked the movie and what you thought about it. I'd love to know what you guys thought. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next week. Bye.